Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. This content is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial or other advice. Nothing contained on here constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by Draper Gorenholm or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments whatsoever. Boom! We are alive. How's it going, guys? Um, this is uh, What the Block, uh, episode 10. Actually, while that thing was playing, I rediscovered this. I don't know if we ever used this, but we're going to do it right now. Oh, title sponsor. Is it, how how oh. crazy is it? Is it is it like going crazy, like as fast is, as I'm yeah, working? Yeah, it's flickering. Yeah, it's flickering. Wow. You know, it's funny because I also I also have that preset for blockchain and booze in case we have a special moment that we just hit a hammer click. You know, loot our crush, loot our crush, loot our crush. (laughs) I feel like I won something. That's amazing. You 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 did so so. Welcome everyone. Uh, uh, I do this every week, nine thirty a.m. Pacific time, and hang with a different awesome person from the from the blockchain space. And this time we grabbed John from Lunar Crush to hang with us because it's been a crazy week in the markets, but also, um, you know, we, we've we had a, a crazy week at DGH. Adam uh, produced uh, the Security Token Summit yesterday. That was awesome. And uh, so, so we're here live. Um, uh, John, how are you doing? Welcome. I, I'm doing so good today, Alon. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm honored to make episode 10. Yeah, number 10. Uh, Yes, it's uh, it's exciting. Actually, because I'm not here, let's see if I can if I can show it or John, you you guys were episode one, too, right? Mm. Episode number one. No, how many live streams we've done? Uh, We've tested different ones. No, we actually had um, Rivet because Rivet was launching something that week. Um, I was just trying to uh, I was trying to jump between these things. There we go. See this? I love that oh. one. And you're pointing you're pointing in the right direction today. Dude, you are you are decked out. I like it. Wow. You know what? I was, originally, I was originally going to put the tack in the middle. See, there's a little dot in the middle here. I don't know if you guys can see it, but the tack was really in the middle, and I was going to switch it depending on how the markets were that day. And then I just decided, screw it. It's always pointing up and to the right. I mean, we this is this, this is it. Zoom out. That's Someone's right. always bullish on something. Someone's I'm bullish on something bullish. at all times. Yep. Alon, r- rumor has it you've never taken off that shirt. You know what? If you play really close attention, you know what's really funny? Actually, um, I'm not going uh, to TMI. <laughs> um, so but I have two of these. One of them is the old school logo that's more like grayed out. And this is the, the as my daughter calls it, the rainbow logo, because that's her favorite. Um, and, uh, and so um, I, uh, I have that. Sometimes I wear the hat, too. But the uh, the hat is uh, too big for my weirdly small head, so uh, I just look like like a little kid wearing his dad's hat. So I only wear it to the park and stuff like that. Um, I've got the same problem, Alon. I think we're gonna do some fitted ones, some new ones with different sizes. We'll, we'll get you guys some. For all sure. right, I can't wait. I need some. Definitely I can't wait. Um, so uh, the markets have been crazy. Hey, if anybody is watching, by the way, uh, thank you. Thank you, uh, anonymous LinkedIn user who has their privacy set correctly, probably. Um, the uh, uh, If you're watching on LA Blockchain Summit LinkedIn or on LA Blockchain Summit YouTube 
or on Periscope on the Lunar Crush or uh, uh, my account or, or anything like that, go to, uh, oh, that's awesome, hold up. Let me tell you that. I just saw that down below. <laughs> John's sharing his screen. So if you're watching live on Periscope or wherever, um, comment, ask us questions, and we will try to get to your questions live. Otherwise, uh, Adam and I will, will bug John uh, ask him for stuff, and we will uh, we will we'll have some fun. Um, yes, so, sir. so John, uh, I went on to Lunar Crush this morning. I've got it open in another tab. It's been uh, it's been a wild few days in the market. I didn't get to fully uh, appreciate the craziness of yesterday because we were watching the Security Token mm -hmm. Summit. But you right. want to give us a little recap of the week? Well, it's been it's been wild. It's been super wild. I mean, I I, I kind of say like let's zoom out past just this week and let's look at this year, right? And and like if you've been in this year, you've there there are a boatload of millionaires in crypto right now that weren't a millionaire at the beginning of the year, right? Um, a lot of that money hasn't cashed out. A lot of that money is in people are in a different place that have been in this market for more than three or six months right now. And so I think when you see these moves down. It's not so much, um, it's almost like it's time to, to, to take opportunities versus it's time to exit the markets. And I think one of the things that, that we've seen, um, you know, if, let, me, let me share my screen here. There's something I, I'd really like to show you guys. I think you turned off your screen share thing, so I think uh, you yeah. have to hit it back on. Let me fix that. Uh, oh, I want to show you, I'll, I'll cover a few coins if you guys want. But like, yeah, I let's do it. I want to show you guys Tether. The most exciting coin in the market, Tether. Um, Actually, that was the conversation you had with uh, Tim Draper the other day, right? It, it was. And and what I said to Tim exactly happened again. And and this is, this is I don't know the exact number. This has happened maybe seven or eight times this year. The same exact pattern. And so we, we've got this metric that we call Altrank, uh, probably my favorite metric in all of crypto to look at. I look at a lot of things, um, but the reason I like it so much is because, you know, Tether on its own, if you're looking at market activity is rather boring, right? You're looking at, ooh, is it 99 cents or is it a dollar and one cent? And like, what's more interesting with Tether is the volumes. Mm -hmm. um, but what, when you wrap social activity on top of Tether, um, you get some really interesting things. So um, for one, when, when do you think everyone's talking about Tether? When the market's mooning? When it's going straight up? Or when it's falling? Down. Right. Probably down. And so, yeah. And so when you see, um, when you see the markets fall, it feels painful, right? Crypto does not have, you know, when we say that it's a downtrend, it's not when crypto, the, the market moves down 3%, 4%, or even 10%. Um, it's not painful enough to really indicate a reversal. And so what we've seen, the pattern that we keep seeing, and you can see it here. And, and, and when we look at like alt rank is an inverse metric where it's trying, if something's number one, it's the strongest coin in the market from a social and a market perspective, trading perspective. And so what we saw yesterday at, uh, you know, we saw, we saw uh, Tether hit a two alt rank out of 2,051 coins that qualify for it. So basically out of the top 2,051 coins in the market, um, it hit two. And what we've noticed is, in fact, uh, we've seen Binance USD, we've seen Tether, and we see DAI. Those typically have the top three social activities for stable coins. 
And we saw all three of them in the top 10 all drank <laughs> yesterday at the same time. And when we've seen this pattern, um, we've seen market bottoms. It is a huge buy signal. And it's happened again and again and again. So every single time we've seen Tether fall to like a low rank, um, it, it sometimes even happens before, a lot before the market has fallen because people are starting to talk and the sentiment's changing. So it's, it's interesting. It's like this aside from looking specifically at sentiment, um, when you like merge these metrics together, it's really telling you how people are feeling. So um, really fascinating. And look what's happened since. So Tether's now way up here. It has an alt rank of 263. And we've seen the market come up a lot over the last 12 hours, basically. So, so essentially what you're saying, it's it's when markets down, uh, people are moving into Tether, talking about it. And like the moment you see sort of Tether hit peak, you know that things are going to, you know, probably reverse back. Yeah. And, and considering that we have just looking at the weekly, we have this breakout that's now saying, yeah, the market's way more bullish. Tether's been pushed way down. No one wants to talk about it anymore. No one's talking about exiting. No one's talking about holding Tether, holding stable coins until the market turns around. That Those conversations are have waned. They've gone to the side. That's so crazy. it's exciting. It is, it Interesting. is crazy. I, I gotta, I've got I've to distract us for one quick sec because I um, have my computer on do not, actually I didn't set it to do not disturb. So I don't know how I didn't, how I didn't miss this. But um, on my phone, I just looked down because I was going to see all the alerts from Twitter and stuff. And I got a missed call. Never had this before, but you're on the stream and now I got it. I don't know. I had a missed call from US government. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Here, let's see if I it can show up there. Missed call, US government. I'm not making it up. Oh, it turned off. Wait. Wait, um, why do you have the contact saved as the US government? Not, you know how like sometimes um you know how sometimes <laughs> like the contacts will be pre-filled in like for phishing scams and things. I'm assuming it's a scam. Uh, I I'm assuming it's not actually the US government. Um ballsy. Uh, ballsy. You know, John, you're you're uh you know <laughs> you're revealing some shit, man. <laughs> you can't get rid of I I want I want to I agree. I want, I want to add some more data to that. Alon, can you share my screen really quick? It's a tweet that I came across from Brad Michelson of eToro. And he's basically put up this chart. And I've seen this before, but I don't remember who I saw it first. But I'll just I'll reference Brad. But March is historically an awful month for Bitcoin. Uh, don't forget to zoom out. So how does this narrative with what's happening with Tether kind of counteract with what's happening to Bitcoin in March? What do you think? Or is there I, I any mean, correlation? I mean, we could t correlations are, are a tough thing to to really nail down. That takes a lot of time to think through between one thing versus another. Um, but I, I just think you have to look at where we're at. I mean, you can look at uh, the the chart of a lot of different coins. Take Polkadot, mm -hmm. take Anchor, take Zilliqa, take you know even Tezos is performing great. Um, take all of these, and and if there's no breather, there's no resistance. Like like we're we're waiting for a humongous you know seventy eighty percent dump if we never have any breathers. So this is incredibly healthy, what we're seeing. And, and I mean, mm -hmm. look, like we've, we're all seeing it. We're all seeing the people that have never talked about crypto are now talking about crypto. We're seeing the community on any given day is up like three to 500% versus this time last year. And, wow, and I think it's just, crazy. it's like a lot of new people. So even looking at historical data like that, I would argue that the correlations are really difficult because let me, let, let's put it this way. If I asked you a year ago, um, hey, tell me the profile of someone in crypto. 
right? And then if I told you today, you'd be talking to Mark Cuban about NFTs. Yeah. You you think I was crazy maybe, right? Like, yeah. like, and look at, you know, aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas, brothers, sisters, friends from high school and junior high are asking everyone about now. Yeah, everyone. everyone. Yeah. Like, and so th this, this profiling, Lindsay Lohan, right? Like, like this, this profiling is now the whole <clears throat> world. And so to say that there's a correlation, I'd say like the correlations apply to a very small segment of the population. And now those, those same, that same data applies to the population. Mm -hmm. So it, and that's population's expanding so much, but it's still small. It's still small. Like, like when I say on a daily basis that we, we collect a million tweets that relate to crypto and we collect a lot. Um, of course yeah. we miss some, right? Of course there's some things that are not using any keywords or whatever, but in general, we should be collecting 50 million tweets a day if it's the whole world in crypto. So, or much more, much more, yeah. right? So um, I, we're early still, but I, I, it's also just really interesting. Yeah. It's like to look at this data over time, it, it, it's not really significant in a way like it's it's a great past thing to look at um but it, it doesn't really indicate where we're going well that's that's i yeah i was saying that the other day i mean i think i said it yesterday with the um because everybody's talking about um alternative investments and um and uh security tokens and everybody was talking about uh how secondaries are really really crazy right now and essentially what that means to everybody listening is that like Companies that are pre-IPO, uh, people who are wealthy and who are allowed to participate, have been going to to places like Shares Post and Second Market and all these tools and trying to buy up those shares. And they've been doing that for a few years, but it's been heating up and heating up and heating up because uh, about 20 years ago, the average company, or I think uh, Dara shared the, that information yesterday, Dara Albright, was like 25 years ago, I think the average company going public was worth like $300 million, right? Now the average company that goes public is in the tens of billions of dollars. And so the public used to be able to participate from when the company was worth 300 million to hopefully worth, worth billions and trillions, right? not trillions back then, but now there's companies in the trillions. Um, so like, talk about inflation, by the way, but um, let's not even go there. Um, uh, or monopolies, whatever, however you want to look at it. But, uh, you know, the if that happened back then, now the only people who could participate because they made it such a pain in the ass and unnecessary to go public, so they just went, okay, who captures that value between the 300 million to the billions? And that's accredited investors only, like basically people who are financial institutions or at least millionaires. And so, you know, talking about that and going back to what we're talking about now is, is just that the average person can't participate, but this Wall Street stuff is happening, the Wall Street bet stuff is happening, and people want to. So now all of a sudden Robinhood announced, uh, I think it was yesterday, that they plan on making yeah. pre-IPO deals available to their customers. Um, and uh, same with SoFi is actually doing it faster, I think. But really the whole thing is they're having to create these extra mechanisms and bells and whistles to allow us to participate. And so, you know, this whole space I think is going to change and evolve. And going back to the original, original actual point is, is we're so early thinking that DeFi, for example, has tens of billions total lock value and all that, when at the same time, the alternative space has 
trillions, it's like seven or eight trillion dollars a year in the United States alone are going into those alternatives, the ones that we're not allowed to participate in. We so really, really quick, share my screen again. Another another interesting point I came across. So Camila Rousseau, uh, she's the founder of The Defiant, okay? Uh, an amazing, an amazing site to discover all things DeFi related. Basically, she was looking up on the Wall Street Journal, decentralized finance, and only two results came up, right? Considering the behemoth that the Wall Street Journal is, they're mm -hmm. barely touching the surface on, on decentralized finance, right? And uh -huh. considering we're like, we're so deep into the space and we hear these keywords multiple times per day. And then when we zoom out and we look at all these major mainstream publications, they're barely talking about this stuff. It's literally a sliver, like you said. Well, it's, it's yeah. two, two things. This is why Lunar Crush exists, by the way. But I want to yeah. say, before we go into why Lunar Crush is so important in the sense, I want to say why the Wall Street Journal is so not important. Um, people, people know the name the Wall Street Journal, right? Like the average person has heard of the, the newspaper and maybe one out of, a hundred people we might know in the finance space as a subscriber to the actual physical paper, right? But some of them subscribe to it, some of them don't. But even 10 years ago, my company had a write-up in the Wall Street Journal the same day that my company had a write-up in SoCalTech.com. And SoCalTech.com, if you're a nerdy Southern California-based techie, you know what it is and you might uh, look at it. And, and I do, and some people do. But, but nobody knows it compared to the Wall Street Journal, right? Um, but we're nerds and we track analytics and where things come from. And the article in the Wall Street Journal brought us one-tenth the amount of traffic to our website that SoCalTech.com brought us. And this was 10 years ago. And do you think the Wall Street Journal has more readers today or less? And do you think they're more important today or less important? I would argue they're much less important to the mainstream. Now, Lunar Crush, John can jump into this, but the whole point is that like mainstream media only talks about two or three of these tokens in our space, right? And even the crypto media only talk about the top 10, 15, 20, maybe, right? So, yeah, you know, one of the things that's interesting about this discussion is like, so Adam brought up Wall Street Journal mentioning DeFi. That's a topic. Are they, are they talking about balancer pools? Are, are they talking about Probably what about not, Uniswap? No. What about V3 Uniswap no. or Sushi? No. Sushi had a really great lending announcement this morning. I thought it was awesome. What like, was their announcement? Uh, like you can lending within SushiSwap. Within oh, okay. Sushi, okay. A whole new thing. Oh, cool. It actually looks really, really interesting. Um, man, like that's like Google and Apple competing. Like love it. Love the competition in the DeFi space. Mm -hmm. Like it's beautiful. It's amazing. And, and, the, the total value locked, I mean, to watch the chart of how much money's coming in is huge. But look, we media is, there's a couple issues with this. Like one, like, like crypto doesn't move at the speed of curation necessarily like that. Like to, to just think of like, I'll, 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 I'll talk about like, say Uniswap V3 coming out. It's one thing when the company itself, like with the organization of Uniswap announces something, right? And they post it out there, it goes onto Medium, it goes onto Twitter, you know, maybe someone working in the team announces it even first, like there's all these things, right? It's another thing to hire a writer, write an article, get a proper header image, get proper SEO tags in there, load it to a, a staging site so that it can be approved by your team before it then publishes out 
And, and even, you know, if you're looking at even just in the scenario of let's say they did cover these things, let's say they did and they're not, but let's say they did, it's still old. It's still late. Yeah. And then, and then layer another piece on top of it, um, layer the fact that like we are in the era of the greatest business model disruption ever in history. Like, and so what is their business model? Their business model is to swipe a credit card. Their business model is not to reward users. Their business model is not token-based, decentralized in any manner. There's no decentralized policing of anything. It's total central control over content. Um, and, and even like, I'm going to pick on crypto news sites as well at the same time. They have the same model and they build tools with monthly, monthly subscription fees. Those days are over. Those days have to stop. Like those days of you can't, you can't swipe a monthly credit card. And then go. I'm crypto native. I'm 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 crypto first. I thought about the proper business model going forward. That's old. Anyone can hook up Stripe. Any startup can hook up Stripe. I mean, you're great. You're making Stripe rich, but there's zero competitive advantage to a monthly subscription. And and that's the other part. And and then on top of that, like Wall Street Journal's got these paywalls. I think like other mag like magazine type sites. God, do too, I hate them like, so much. And then you don't even go. Like it's not, yeah. It's not worth that. And and yeah. so. So then what do they do if they don't do that? They just a dollar for 12 months. <laughs> yeah. But but like if you're not going to pay the dollar, we're still going to serve you a bunch of really crappy banner ads. Yeah. And so I, I hate like that that ad model has become the the standard. We've no human has ever liked an ad model on any website yeah. ever. Well, ever. look at look at decrypt. Decrypt just launched their uh, decrypt token and it basically rewards users yeah, it rewards users for reading, for sharing, for liking, and they accumulate tokens per interaction, whatever, however they calculate that metric, right, and distribute whatever. But then those tokens can be used throughout the decrypt ecosystem, right? So it encourages re encourages readership, it encourages interaction, uh, and I, I think the token is public. Don't don't take my word for it. So it could also introduce revenue to some extent, you know. Sure. So it's a it's a completely different way of looking at it. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the future of every company in the world. And and I think we're we're kind of at this point of like, yes, that's the future, but like that this becomes a tremendous UX issue and gamification issue. Like, how do you solve all of that and build that ecosystem? So you're not just giving tokens out that everyone's dumping. You actually are creating that value and creating that a signal saying, hey, there's even more value coming. You're gonna want to hang on to that. Um yeah. and so I think there's a lot of this is a challenge for a lot of a lot of people to even like like from a ux standpoint to even flow out and to engineer it and to think that through because it's so easy to just hook up stripe and post some banner ads to your site you'll you'll set up a google you know adwords account or whatever and and uh, adsense and and you'll just throw some banners up there and look you have revenue um yeah. it's dead <laughs> it's just dead yeah it's i mean not you're you know going back to your original like you know beginning of the conversation too you're 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 Basically, you know, you've created a, a product of selling old news, right? And uh, so then you have to also play the types of games that the old media style people play, right? If you have to be a subscriber to get something into your inbox, you essentially are also 
signing up to, to receive old news. You're paying for old news because somebody has to write it. Like you said, even the fastest writers have to write something about it and get it out there. And we see, you know, people always give crap to, to some of the crypto media places because they like some of their news shit is reported like so quickly because they're trying to, to get out there as fast as they can. Um, but there's there's better ways to to see the signals, right? Like through the noise. Um, yes. Hence Lunar Crush. That's right. Where is it? Where is it? Oh boy. <laughs> Love it. There's um, the logo too. There we go. Um, I, one one thing we do right now. I mean, we're we're going to go very very far with this, but like um, as an example, like user signs up on lunarcrush.com, which by the way, everyone that's listening should do. Uh, but it's free. Go ahead. Uh, but on the dashboard, we actually exposed just uh, almost. This was like a proof of concept for us, and and we we wanted to perfect what we were doing before we implement something bigger, but. Um, like we actually collect all of the news and we can tell you based upon the number of shared links, we collect every shared link off of every single post that we, that we ever collect all of them. And we classify them. We spider those, those links. We look for keywords. We look for coins. We look for sentiment. We look for lots of things, but um, let's say that there's like 20 um, news sites that have the same uh news article about Elon saying, uh, do not defy defy or whatever he said yesterday. Um, and you know what they're doing? A lot of those, a lot of those news articles that they'll call it news. They embed his tweet. They go, Hey, uh, two hours ago, Elon Musk tweeted this and here was the responses. And they tweet all the response. Like it's, it's like, Oh yeah. And by the way, here's some other articles you should read. Yeah. And so the majority of the news sites look just exactly like that. Um, but we track, let's say that there's 20 sites talking about the same thing. We'll track which one has the most shared links across the most shared posts, which one's the most relevant to that topic, and which one has the most engagement wrapped around it. So we can tell you, even though 20 have the same article, we can tell you which site had the, which one is really what the community is voting with their, with their time, um, which yeah, one which is one the best for the community. Yeah. So let me ask you, John, how do you guys actually differentiate from bots sharing, commenting, liking? Is there, is there any real way to do that? To, yeah, to, a lot to... of times there's, so manually, no, manually, no. Um, so we, that's where we use machine learning to understand mm -hmm. that. And so we've gotten very, very good at detecting spam. Just so happens some of the patterns um, account for like, of course, we're never going to get it all. No one's going to get all spam. That's impossible. Yeah. But um, we we look for patterns. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of very consistent patterns. Like for example, um, an account with zero followers that's posting a lot, um, uh, a, a, an account that's using 15 tickers and 10 hashtags um, yeah. and 35 emojis, um, an account <laughs> that all they ever keep doing is posting a, a GIF back with nothing um, mm. like all the time. Yeah. Um, and so there's some, sim there's some simple patterns and then there's some more complicated things. Um, but a lot of it is looking deeper than just one tweet. Um, and it's looking at really patterns of that account. And so, um, a lot of that stuff is, is it's tricky. This is never done, but we built a system where we've trained, um, what to look for. And then the system looks for it. And then every single tweet that comes in or Reddit post even, um, or medium blog or YouTube video, um, we, we are looking and classifying every single one that's brought in and it's, it's looking at sentiment and it's looking at spam and it's looking in the feed itself, the comments in it, and it's looking at those accounts. So 
complicated, but it works. Nice. Oh, very cool. Yeah. The, um, the, uh, I I was going to make a joke. I was like, so, so if it hits up lunar crush bot, like 18 times a day, it asks it similar questions, um, (laughs) (laughs) which might resemble my account. (laughs) We we need to create a leaderboard for who uses lunar crush bot. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Where's the, where's the, um, the influencer, the lunar crush influencer page for interactions with the lunar crush bot. I think we need you to run our product team, Alon. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I think it's both would be uh, so much fun, but a terrible idea for the rest of the community. I'd be like, here's what we need. <laughs> and it would be like really, really catered specific mm-hmm. alerts just for me, which by the way, you guys launched alerts. So now I get texts, speaking of texts from, from lunar crush bot. Uh, all the time, who who I've named in my phone, Robot. Um, but <laughs> I love it. That's I get alerts. That's, from Robot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was trying to. I think I may have stole it uh, one time from Ken Bozak or something because with his bro bro stuff on Twitter, I think I uh, I named it my Robot. Um, the uh, you know, before before we sneak off, because I know we, we normally try to aim for about half an hour, 45 minutes, so we're at about half an hour. But, you know, it would be cool, John, if you can share, I think one of the, the most interesting things that, um, to me, is that, you know, like you said, on any given day at the moment, we're like 300 to 500% the, the number of, um, uh, the number of, uh, uh, you know, participants in the crypto space, right? So it would be cool to see some of those charts and some of the the type of info people will get if they sign up on on Lunar Crush and and what's what's interesting today. But I think just seeing the the sort of not just sentiment grow, but the number of people participating, the fact that there's three to five X on every given day from a year ago participating in the space is mind blowing metric. So let's look. And you know what? I see someone in the feed is asking which coin to invest today. Well, without answering that specifically, let me show you what to look for also. Right. I think so you have to actually, share again on the... Uh, me, uh, here we let go. me do that. I have my screen in there. Let me know when we're showing. We're showing it. All right. Let me load this up. So if we're looking at like... Um, in general, like which coin to invest in? I mean, what I like to do, um, if something I, if it's something I really care about, I'll go and I'll say, you know, I'll set an alert on something. And that is one thing you can do. And so like, I could say Filecoin, um, I wanna be alerted on Telegram and SMS me. Um, and I wanna know when, oh, let's go alt rank is, no, social volume's up at least 50%, let's do that. And then I can configure that alert further if I want to, I could say, you know, make it up like, I want it more like a hundred percent or something, and let's update that preview. So I can set these alerts, and so approximately I'll get twenty-two alerts a year. Um, this is all free. User can go in and set this up, um, and I could even see setting this alert. Here's the here's the performance every time it would have hit. That's that green little dot here. So I could see um, I would have profited forty-two thousand seven hundred twenty dollars had I set this alert. And so you can go and set that up, add that alert. And now I've got an alert for Filecoin. That's pretty sweet. Wow. Holy shit. I didn't see that. Um, I don't know if I hadn't set alerts up in the last couple of weeks or if uh, I just didn't pay attention when I did. But that particular metric of I would have made this much if I had this alert and traded on it is epic. 
Wow. Um, there's a lot there's a lot there i almost hate calling them alerts we're going to go very very far with this um because yeah i mean we we know what signals beat the market and when and and it doesn't need to just be one signal you could say when social volume is up and social engagement is also up and when alt rank is less than 10 or whatever but i like the coins page i like to filter this one by alt rank because it's so broad and it's like a competitive metric and at any given time it's like destroying what's going on in the market uh, because of the social and market activity connected. So when when someone asked, um, what coin should I invest in? I'd say constantly come to this page and constantly look at alt rank and set alerts for things that you really care about. Um, and that's a really great start to, to answer that question because everyone wants to know that answer. Um, so um, let's look at just number of social contributors. This is global data. And let's look at the last year. So... <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, so this is going back to the original point of like, what, what exactly is going on with, you know, if March is historically a bearish month. Great, great. Crypto's 10 years, 11 years old. Come on. Like, that's not enough data. It's like looking at the S&P for like, you know, in the early 1900s or whatever it started. It's like, for 10 years of data, it, it, it's, it's semi-significant is a starting point, but we can't look at just this history of crypto and go like, yeah, this is what's going to happen next because it's been so small. And so when you look like this is actually a year ago. So um, on this day, a year ago, there were 63,331 unique individuals posting on social media that day. What that means is that's not the number of posts. It's the number of people, individual accounts. So me posting 15 times that day makes no difference compared to one person posting once about Bitcoin or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So 63,000, that's like a stadium. That's the whole world. Like that's tiny. And a year ago, we thought crypto was big and this number is accurate. So if we're looking at the fact that it was only 63,000 people. Wait, I missed that. That was a year ago. That was a year ago. And so when you look at this and there's things like this was uh, this, I think, was it this number? I think this was the halving. Yeah. July 15th. So, so like the having hit 156,000 people that includes all of the media talking about it with a social account that that includes everyone. And that was a big spike. And that really stood out. We're like, wow, that was crazy. We did. I think we even sent you guys some infographics that day. Yeah. Because yeah. that was a big push. And I mean, relatively speaking, if you zoomed way into that part of the chart, that that's a lot of activity. 156,000 people versus 63,000. That's huge. That was right? the all time. That was a new all time high, even over the 2017 18 price. Yeah. I think. Yep. If I remember correctly. It was, yeah. it was pretty big. It's, and then, and then we get into, and right around where we were here, like a year ago, this was when the market was dumping. Remember that? I think Bitcoin was 38 something, 3,800 something. Um, so we've gone through this kind of push of like, okay, now the having hits. I believe this was the, uh, was is either this or this? There was like the Twitter hack. Remember that? And some of oh yeah, like, like Bitcoin ransom, um, something like that. And the Kanye West and all these people got hacked. Um, yeah. And then this year hit. And so you know, we were in December thinking, wow, this is still like things are looking bullish. I mean, remember December like, all the way three months ago? Um, yeah, <laughs> it seems super super bullish. We were like, yeah, because the like, price was going, going up. Adoption was going up, but nobody was talking about it yet because of Corona, because of the elections and everything going on. Exactly. 
exactly. Yeah. Like the coronavirus and elections ate up crypto. Like people just backed away. Like they weren't talking about crypto. And I mean, people probably had, you know, COVID, uh, you know, like, like they were just over, like seeing COVID yeah. most constantly. And so, and then here we comes. I mean, even this in January here, like January 2nd, 133,000, we're almost back to like the level of the having. Um, this is up. This is up a lot. And then we started to get into wow. the end of January. Wow. And, and, and I mean, keep in mind, our, our collection has changed to zero during this period of time. Like this is consistent. And so like, then we get into, we had February 19th. Wow. 740,000 people. And so maybe my number was wrong, like 63,000. And now so we're that's up a 10 minutes. Minutes. Yeah. And so it depends on the day, yeah. but, but so it wasn't look at this five, it was five to 10. <laughs> yeah. It just, it depends on the, on the month. And like, if I change this to like a three-year period, I mean, a three-month period, I should say it would be a much higher increase. So like, in fact, watch. If I Wait, what's that? that, what's that one spike, a huge one? This one here? Yeah. Yeah. February 19th, 740,000, 735,000. Um, this was nothing specific. Uh, this is people coming Street, in. Wall Street bets and uh, um, oh. tweeting maybe a little. I mean, that I think I think you could say that that drove a lot of attention to like crypto. And a lot of it, um, I guess you could say a lot of that resulted in Dogecoin. So maybe I should have said that. Um, <laughs> in fact, if I looked at top coins during this period of time, there you go. Dogecoin was number two. Yeah. And there were days, and I think maybe you're right, it was those days that um, Dogecoin was actually higher than Bitcoin with social activity. And so I think we can thank, we can thank Wall Street bets a lot um, because, yeah, see here on the three-month, we're 320% higher than we were the previous three months on a, on a mm -hmm. daily basis. So, so like, you know, right now, even us sitting here at 391,000 people and in, you know, in the 300s, and this has been a bearish little bit of time here. Uh, when we look at the volume of posts itself, in fact, let's also go back on that one to a year. It looks like that. And so mm -hmm. the volume of posts, I mean, the, the, on this day here, 1.64 million, you know, 1.495 million. As impressive as that is, these are still small numbers. And so, you know, when we, when we talk about mainstream kind of adoption of crypto, um, when when we get there, those numbers are going to be a, like I don't know a thousand x these, um, a lot higher. So the trend is strong, really strong, and this is coming from a much broader community. And so I think one one thing that I'm like really excited about, we're gonna see, we're gonna do a lot more metrics around NFTs, is just how broad Ooh. that is. Um, like it's it's funny. In the last few days, I had we just had a like conversation with a major artist asking how can i how can how do i get involved in nfts like what where should i list my stuff what should i do how do i create rarity how do i create a wallet like like getting people yeah. are like getting onboarded into crypto through nfts not through bitcoin not what we might consider defi um it's a whole new population coming in so that's so exciting and we had another friend yesterday that that messaged that wants to build an nft platform because they have IP rights to a bunch of songs and this and that. I, I don't have all the details, but I'm like, people that never ever talked about crypto ever are now getting into crypto because of NFTs. Yeah. So, so yeah. exciting.
It's amazing. Quick shout yeah. out. You should check out uh, Cooper Turley's from Audius. He just put out a Twitter post uh, explaining how do NFTs capture value. Uh, you should check that out whenever you get a chance. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 crazy. So so to recap so before before we sign off, obviously this space is is growing uh, at insane rates, um, it, but it's still just the beginning. <laughs> so nobody feel uh, feel like if if you're watching something like this, you know, and you're just starting that that you're late to the game or something like that. It's easy to feel very very discouraged if you happen to jump in, you know maybe a couple days ago and today you're down, although today is back, um, but it's easy in the short term to feel that way when you're brand new. Remember to zoom out. And also um, I, I always tell people to participate and play and um, don't put in you know, more money than you can lose because I think the big gain here is that in a couple years when this is mainstream or hopefully sooner, uh, whenever, um, you'll be first in line for those jobs. I mean, we just talked to somebody, I think it was yesterday or the day before that was telling me that, um, oh, it was Luke from PrimeDAO. Uh, he had um, gotten into crypto, bear market happened. He was kind of, you know, it was what it was and he was okay. And, but like, you know, he was just, just barely learned about the space and participated. Then he went to go meet with some bank in Curacao and in the job description or in the description, because he's, he's from Curacao, um, he's, he's oh, a neighbor. Um, he went to go meet some bank and in the description of the job interview or whatever it was said, um, you know, it's a plus if you've heard about or know about crypto. And he was just like, I was the only person, right? Like, right, so, so you wanna be that person, right? It's still early enough to be the person amongst your friends and family, amongst your community, that knows about this stuff. Even if you just scratch the surface, you're, you're ahead of the game and you're a part of the future economy and those future business models that John was talking about. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, uh, th thanks, Gerald. <laughs> That's all Adam. Um, always point the wrong direction. Um, but, but yeah, so, so, you know, if, you're, if you are new to the space and you're uh, looking to trade or learn and do all these things, go to lunarcrush.com. I think I have banners and stuff from old things. Here we go. Unicrush.com. See, normally uh, we we have other stuff, but we're goofing around today. And Lunar Crush didn't actually sponsor, but we used this for something. But we're gonna pretend title sponsor. That's it, Lunar Crush. Um, so so go to Lunarcrush.com, and obviously uh, uh, not not a secret that that I love Lunar Crush. If you follow me on Twitter and all that stuff, uh, we're investors in Lunar Crush from Draper Dorn Home. Full disclosure and all that fun stuff. Um, but uh, John, thank you so much. Oh, I, I should mention, of course, go to drapergornhome.com uh, slash events. We're doing a ton of events. Actually, we should update this now because Security Token Summit was yesterday. We've added a uh, NFT summit to the mix. So we're gonna have a lot of fun over the next uh, forever. So go to drapergornhome.com. Man, I can't wait for the next in-person NFT summit. These are oh, gonna be man. so wild. Think about this. I bought, uh, because we know we're going to do all sorts of galleries and things like that. I bought the lobby of the LA Convention Center NFE on Superworld so that um, <laughs> if we have an in-person AR uh, gallery for, uh, for, um, for the LA Blockchain Summit for NFTs, we'll be able to use Superworld and I own that real estate. Wow. <laughs> I 
I am so fascinated with that project. I want to have them on our on our own live stream sometime soon here. I'll, I'll connect you with Rish, the yeah. CEO. He's he's an awesome dude. It's so much fun. I immediately bought um uh I bought a uh, uh, Wildwood, you know, the Adam where we've met to go on some hikes. I yeah. bought my favorite spots at Wildwood on Superworld because I've just like uh check this out. I gotta show you guys this really, really quick. This is really nerdy. But I saw some some tweet post or some post on Facebook or something. This is uh this is a screenshot from Gunsmoke, and then that that same spot today at uh wildwood so this is my real estate hold on i'll turn up the brightness this is my real estate on Superworld today versus uh when it was used uh in gun smoke i don't know how many years ago that wow that out, right that's the wow. same spot wow. i own that one on Superworld. <laughs> how cool is that that's cool wow so now so now you're gonna have to do three tiers from the wild, wild west to where it's at now to the super world. Yeah, then I'm gonna I'm gonna put my body. So I've already decided I'm gonna try to create some kind of campaign where I put my body in AR like 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 a cutout so that people can come in and take selfies with me like on the peak of Lizard Rock or something, which is one of the hiking trails there. And if you do that, you're gonna earn some kind of reward like an NFT or something. So you'll physically have to go to my real estate in Super World that I own as the NFT take a selfie and then you'll earn some kind of NFT badge reward or something. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with something fun. So maybe, maybe you'll have to like bring up lunar crush on your phone and show me the latest, you know, social metrics or something to prove that, that like, like that'll be the version of holding up the newspaper that you really were there at that date and time. Right. Um, we're going to do, uh, we're going to do that. <laughs> Very cool. All right, guys. Thank you, John, for joining us. Uh, JohnLunarCrush.com, at John Farjo, at Lunar Crush. Um, do this. Follow Lunar Crush and Lunar Crush Bot on Twitter, and then just tweet at the Lunar Crush Bot and your favorite um, uh, uh, token. Do that today if you're watching and listening. Tag me, too. Somebody, I'll send you some, one lucky person an NFT of something. I don't know what it is. It'll just be fun. But if you're paying attention, do that. It'll be really fun to see who does and who's watching and listening. All right, guys. Ha have an awesome time. Thanks, everyone who's watching. Uh, see you later. Tune into Blockchain and Booze. This has been a production of Industry Pods in association with Evergreen Podcasts Network. Hear this and other industry pods at evergreenpodcasts.com, your favorite podcast app, or listen at industrypods.com for your number one virtual conference podcast experience.